you know, if you're spending a lot of money on Facebook ads, but you haven't clarified your message, you really just bought a very expensive bullhorn and you're holding it up to a monkey. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Welcome back to episode number 64 of Perpetual Traffic. And today we are really excited. We've got a really, really great guest that I'm excited to have on. Nice work, Molly, getting him on today. I'm, I'm excited. If any of you guys have been following us since the beginning, if you saw our talk at Traffic and Conversion last year when Molly, Ralph, and myself were up on stage, or if you listened to episode 38 where we talked about the four-step podcast launch strategy. I mentioned at the beginning of how we wanted to create this story, especially in those first six episodes. And I, I sent this like long 20 minute video to, to Ralph and Molly showing them like the story arc and the stuff that we wanted to try to create in those first uh, several episodes. And one of the guys that I was following that I learned a lot of this from is actually Donald Miller. Donald Miller is the founder of StoryBrand, uh, which I believe is storybrand.com. He does workshops every single month helping people create amazing stories to help you know grow their brand and, and develop huge brand advocates. He's the author of over seven books, several New York Times bestsellers. The guy is just knows how to tell a story. I read an amazing book that he wrote a few years ago and, and absolutely loved it. So Donald, man, thanks for coming on. We're excited. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Donald helps a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of big, big, really successful business owners tell a better story. And you've even got a pretty cool framework I think we're going to get into today. So let's kind of get right into it. And what made you kind of transition to what you've done before to what you're doing now? Well, you know, I've been studying story for a long time and the formulas that create stories, the formulas that create screenplays. And what a lot of people don't know is there are 2000 year old age old formulas that have been perfected with best practices over the years. And these formulas are used to make movies and write novels and these kinds of things, and they are proven to compel a human brain. And there are really only seven of them. I know that sounds crazy, but there are just seven basic formulas, and they are so proven that I, I can go to a movie with my wife and point to, to the screen and say, that guy's going to die in about 31 minutes. Wow. <laughs> and I know, okay, this is uh, this particular story format. That became really fascinating to me for the purpose of writing books. And the more I understood it, the better my books became, the more people read them without putting them down. I know a lot of people listening to this, they feel so close to their business that they just don't know how to explain it. So when somebody at a cocktail party says, what do you do? They say, well, you know, it's complicated. My grandfather started the company and we just lose the room. Like nobody yeah. cares, but they want to go eat the bacon wrap dates that are being passed around behind us. And I wanted to grow my little conference company. And so I thought, I, I've got to dip into these, these formulas that are proven to make people pay attention and use that as a filter to create my marketing messages for my company. So I created the seven-part framework. It is based on uh, the elements of story. And I filtered my communication through that framework. And we doubled in revenue within 12 months and did it again in the next 12 months and did it again in the next 12 months and then had an 80% increase the fourth year. Wow. And we didn't spend any money on advertising. In fact, this is our first year. I have a multi-million dollar company that we spent any money on advertising. And the reason is our message got so succinct and clear that people could almost memorize it and repeat it to their friends. They also, when they heard our message, they felt intuitively a need to buy that product because we positioned our message in such a way that it was the resolution of a problem. 
And that is the essence of story, a character that has a problem and is seeking to resolve this problem. So the magic of the story brand formula is really understanding every human being is a hero in a story. They self-identify as the hero in a story. They all want things, but they are encountering problems that are keeping them from getting what they want. So when we go to a cocktail party and we say, my grandfather started the company, the person that we're talking to is listening and they're going, that doesn't mean anything to me. That's not helping me solve my problems. So they check out, they tune out. But when we say, well, you know, a lot of people come to me and they have knee pain. You know, they're in their 40s and their knees are getting achy and they just feel too young for that. Anybody in that room who's in their <laughs> 40s with knee pain is like leaning over going. Clued in. Yep. They literally feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're clued in. And, uh, and then you can even add an internal manifestation of that saying they feel this pain. They've tried it for years and they really think uh, this is the way life has to be. And they're feeling a little down about the rest, you know, looking forward into their lives. Well, now you just hooked them, you know, emotionally and physically, and they're wondering, can you make my story resolve well? Do you have a product or a process or a system that is going to help make my story resolve well? So, you know, that's a, a taste of what we do. It's, it's a, an extensive framework. It's a seven-part framework, but we've taken several thousand businesses through it now, and we're just amazed at the results uh, that people are getting simply from clarifying their message, from not saying the wrong thing and continue saying the right thing. Usually on this podcast, we talk about traffic and Facebook ads, Google ads, and really how to generate more leads and customers uh, for your business. And it's interesting when we were talking about having you on the podcast, there's really isn't a better message than our that our listeners could hear than than what you're going to say and, and what you've already said. Because if you don't have that story, if you don't know the pain points of your audience, you know, the ad copy doesn't matter, the creative doesn't matter. The offer doesn't matter because you just don't know. So I think this is really foundational. And and I hope everyone out there really pays attention to this episode because it will affect all aspects of your marketing and your business. We've had so many clients have come to us. One I'm thinking about spent over $100,000 on their web marketing collateral. And I mean, the second I saw their website, I just thought, you know, I don't even have the heart to tell you that you've wasted $100,000. You know, they, they clarified their message. They spent $3,000 fixing uh, their website wow. and they doubled in sales. We've helped political candidates who had a hundred and, you know, one I'm thinking of had over a hundred million dollars in their super PAC and $17 million in their campaign fund. And they have one of the worst websites I've ever seen. Wow. You can't throw money at this. You know, if you're spending a lot of money on Facebook ads and, and all these kinds of ways to get your message out there but you haven't clarified your message, you really just bought a a very expensive bullhorn and you're holding it up to a monkey. And so now now you're not confusing a small group of people. You're spending a lot of money to confuse a big group of people. And uh, we're lucky that we get any sales at all that way. But (laughs) when you refine that message and use the same uh, techniques that you guys are talking about that we use because we subscribe to your courses at my company. And when you run a clear message through everything that you're training people to do, you see the results go up. I was outside of Charlotte, North Carolina one time. I had this funny experience. I was in a hotel and I'm looking out the window at the hotel and there's a guy in a bass boat fishing on Lake Norman, like, you know, a hundred yards away from me. And there's another bass boat next to him and it just had television cameras and they were all tuned into this guy. I thought that was weird. And then I turned on the television, I'm flipping the television and 
there's the guy. Like I literally look live out my window <laughs> and there's the guy on the television and it's, it's some big bass fishing tournament. And so of course I'm going to watch that, right? Like I'm, I'm watching this thing really happen. And they showed a little piece of him the night before and he had stayed up the night before and gone through his tackle box and sharpened every hook. Well, as you know, those hooks already come very sharp. You're right. And I, I literally see us clarifying our message of saying, let's sharpen it, let's sharpen it, let's sharpen it. Let's see if we can get it even sharper. And, you know, the work that you do, if it, you know, we when you come to one of our workshops, you spend a couple of days clarifying your message. That 16 hours in that workshop, sharpening every hook in your tackle box pays dividends for the next five years. Well, I love it. You've got a free course. It's called Five Minute Marketing Makeover that we'll give a link to at the end of this. Great free course for stuff like exactly what you're talking about, right? And that's kind of your hook for your for your yeah. podcast as well. Uh, love that hook because that's the pain point, right? It's the pain point that people have. So I think a lot of people listening right now might not realize the true power of story in, in general. And, and I love how you're taking proven techniques that go back thousands of years to best-selling books to think about the, the movies, the best movies that you sit through for two hours or, or HBO series or Showtime series. You know, that's what these guys are doing, right? They can get people to sit. Yeah, they're just for, hooking you. Yeah. And you're just forgetting about everything. There's not, there's no thoughts running through your mind and you're sitting there and you forget, you know, time just went away for two hours. And it's because these guys are master storytellers. That's right. And, they, and they're master storytellers. And they're definitely people who are better at it than others. But anybody can really learn the process. It's not actually a difficult process. And I'll go through it if you want me to. <laughs> Let's roll. Let's do it. I'll go through the seven characteristics of a story. And you can use this to write a short story or a, or a screenplay if you adapt it. Of course, if you're in a screenplay, uh, you're talking about much more nuanced stuff here. But basically, a story is this. We always have a character. The character wants something. So they want something, and that's very clearly defined. So that's step one, a character that wants something. And then that character has a problem, and they can't get what they want because something is opposing them. Well, this posits in the brain a story question. Is the character going to get what they want? Is the character going to be able to overcome the conflict to get what they want? And we'll stick around for 90 minutes if we like the character and we want them to get what they want. For thousands of years, since the days of Plato and Aristotle, another character has stepped into the story. At StoryBrand, we call that character the guide. So this is Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Mary Poppins, Haymitch from Hunger Games. And the guide helps the hero overcome their problem and win the day. They do that by giving them a plan. So that's step four. It was the character wants something, then they have a problem, then the guide shows up, then the guide gives them a plan. That's step four. Step five is they challenge the, the hero, that is. The guide calls the hero to action. They challenge the hero to go do something. You know, They're going to have to go fight the villain or disarm the bomb or ask the girl out or whatever it is that the story's about. And then uh, the sixth and seventh uh, characteristic, we have to know that this thing could either end in a failure, that this could be a tragedy, that things could go bad for the hero. Otherwise, there's no stakes and we don't care. If mm. nothing can go bad for the hero, we, we aren't glued to the television or the movie screen or turning the pages of the book for that matter. And we also have to know that this thing could end well. And the whole story, we're wondering, is this going to be a success or a failure? Will it be a success or a failure? And they hold that carrot out for 90 minutes until the very last uh, scene or two, and they, they resolve that conflict. So the, the seven steps are a character that wants something but has a problem, meets a guide, 
who gives them a plan and calls them to action that either ends in a success or a failure. Those are the seven characteristics of a story. So when we look at that through the lens of marketing, we have tons of people who come to us and say, we need help clarifying our story. And I tell them, sign up for a workshop, You know, take our online course, we have materials for you. But the reality is about 10 minutes into that workshop, I'm going to tell them that there is almost no benefit in telling your story at all. That uh, nobody wants to know that your grandfather started the company. Nobody wants to know that you're hoping to double your revenue this year. Nobody wants to know that you have an outstanding great places to work metric. Nobody wants to know that. They see themselves as the hero in the story. And so you want your marketing collateral not to tell your story, but you want your customer to be able to find themselves in the story that you're telling as a company. And that's a radical shift and a radical difference. Companies that have that paradigm shift, they tend to grow. And here's how the paradigm shift works. Your customer is the hero in the story and you are the guide. And when we understand, look, our customer is the hero in the story and the story is all about them. All we do in their story is position ourselves as a guide. We see an uptick in business. I love this because it's funny. There's a lot of people out there, you know, teaching people to tell your story, to figure out a way to find out where you had that you know, down and out moment and almost lost everything, maybe, or whatever it was. If you don't have your own story, then you can tell somebody else's story, like a a past customer, but you don't hear many people. And I'm talking about not in the screenwriting industry. I'm talking about in the digital marketing space specifically that a lot of us are, you know, paying attention to. So I love what you just said. It's very, very specifically different. Now, if you have that story, I'm sure there's a perfect time and a place for that, but I'd love to get your insight on, on that and what you're seeing out there and what you think about it. Well, you know, each of those seven characteristics, when you look at it from a branding perspective or a marketing or messaging perspective, they have conditions. For instance, you know, we have to know as a brand what it is that our customer wants. Now, there are two mistakes that screenwriters make when they start writing a story, and they happen to be the same mistake that brands make. One is the screenwriter will not define clearly enough what a hero wants at the beginning of the story. But what this does is it it posits no question in the mind of the audience. And the audience wants a question to wrestle with. And you didn't give them one. So we don't know what Jason Bourne wants because you didn't make it clear enough. The second mistake that a screenwriter makes is they give us too many things that Jason Bourne wants. So if Jason Bourne wanted to know who he was, but also marry the girl and also lose 30 pounds and also finish a marathon and also adopt a cat, you would lose the entire audience. That is a huge mistake that companies make. They know they can solve 53 problems, right? And so they advertise and message that they can solve all these problems. And they end up losing their brand identity because a customer is really only giving you one little space in their Rolodex. And that space is not labeled with the name of your company. That space is labeled with a problem. And so think of a Rolodex in your customer's brain and every category in that Rolodex is a problem. Knee pain, tooth pain, emotional pain, uh, termites in my attic, uh, plumbing doesn't work, uh, wanting to make more money in digital marketing, but I don't know how to do it. Those are all problems. And they are looking, when you hand them your business card, they're wondering, where on that Rolodex do I put this business card? And if you haven't said, hey, you put us in the, the category of termites and getting rid of termites in your house, 
then you're going to lose them. In fact, I use the termite example. We had one company come through. It's a national brand termite company of millions and millions of dollars. And they said to me, we want to expand our services so that we're doing a lot of household chores and fix it projects for people. Mm. And I just said, that is an enormous mistake because you are known for this and you don't yet have market share or market dominance. If you add more things to this menu, you're going to lose customers because they don't know where to place you in their mind. So we have to define something that our customer wants. Now, if we do have 53 things that our customer wants, we need to be known for one of those things and then unpack the rest of that narrative at a later date, but not on our website, not in those initial interactions, not in our elevator pitch, not in the one-liner that we use at a cocktail party. We need to become known for solving a problem. And then the next thing is we need to define what those problems are. And there are three levels of problems in story and there are three levels of problems in your customer's brain. There's the external problem, the internal problem, and the philosophical problem. The external problem in a story would be like the bomb is going to go off, right? But the internal problem is the feeling that the hero has about whether or not they can get this job done. And it's almost always in every single movie you go see the same feeling. They don't know if they have what it takes. So here's what's interesting about the external problem in the story and the internal problem story. If you had a story that was just about the external problem, you would lose the audience. All stories are really about internal problems. Now, what does this have to do with branding and messaging? Here's what it has to do. Most companies tend to sell solutions to external problems, but most customers, all customers, buy solutions to internal problems. What that means is, you know, whatever problem you're resolving, everybody listening to my voice right now, your company resolves a problem. You're going to want to go out and talk about that problem. But I want you to talk about that problem and talk about the frustration that that problem is manifesting in your customer's life. And, and you will see an uptick in business. People are not motivated to call us or to click buy now or to swing by our retail shop because they have an external problem. They're motivated to call us or swing by our retail shop or click buy now because they are frustrated about that external problem and they want that frustration resolved. So when we aim some of our marketing messages toward the emotions that a human being experiences, frustration, anger, uh, a feeling of uh, ineptitude, overwhelm, envy yeah. about, yeah, overwhelmed, envy that our neighbor's yard look be looks better than our yard. Uh, when we tend to aim our marketing messages at those, at resolving those frustrating emotions, we see an uptick. Wow. I love it. I love it. It makes perfect sense. It's really just basic story structure stuff. I'll go through the rest of it real quick into those problems that our customers are having, we step in as a guide. And there are two things that the guide does. There are two things that Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Hey Mitch and all these characters do. And when you do these things as a brand, you will position yourself as your, your customer's guide, which is what they want you to be. They're not looking for a hero. They're looking for a guide. And those two things are empathy and authority. Empathy just means that you understand and care about and have a genuine, sincere heart about the frustration that your customer is living through. And then authority just means that you have demonstrated you have the competency to solve their problem. They're looking for those two things. You care about me and you know what you're doing. You understand my pain and you can help me resolve it. So statements like, you know, we've helped thousands of people who are frustrated with X uh, resolve that problem through this program and experience a really great life. 
Those are powerful, powerful statements that bond us to a customer. And then there's all sorts of plans that we can get into in our framework. But, you know, a bigger one just for your listeners that we don't have to spend hours unpacking is that the guide has to call the customer to action, that you have to put a buy now button on your website, that you have to directly ask your customer to buy the product. And if you don't challenge them to buy it, they simply won't buy it. Human beings do not move without what's called in story terms an inciting incident, something that is challenging them and forcing them into the action. And then lastly, six and seven are failure and success. If we haven't shown, talked about the negative consequences that we're helping our customers avoid, they won't engage our product or service. Likewise, if we have not given them a vision for what their life can be like, if they do engage our product and service, then they won't engage either. There have to be stakes in the game. And I'm amazed at how many companies haven't spelled out the negative consequences that they're helping customers avoid or the positive consequences that they're helping their customers experience if they buy their product. So that's the seven-part framework. We take about 16 hours to unpack it and and develop a message for each brand that we work with so that they can go back and populate their marketing material. Uh, But that's it in a nutshell. And we really believe that nothing a brand says on their website, in their Facebook ad, in their blogs, in their emails, nothing, not a single sentence, not a word, not a picture on their website should come from anything but those seven modules. That's the seven-point framework, and uh, our message should come from that. Yeah, Donald, I love what you just said about really speaking to pain points and benefits, because that's even what we teach in ad copy. If your ad copy can not only agitate a pain point or speak to something negative that might happen if an action isn't taken, but it can also paint this picture of what will happen if they do take the action or what benefits they will receive that's really the key to success. So I, I really like how you rounded that out because of course, ad copy is exactly the same. Um, we're all speaking to humans. It doesn't matter if it's a book, if it's a sentence, um, if it's an email, you know, we're all speaking to humans and our, our minds are wired the same way. One just exercise that anybody can do who's listening is, you know, we all love whiteboards. I have a feeling everybody listening to me right now loves a whiteboard. Right? <laughs> loves whiteboards. <laughs> Never met a whiteboard. I love. You know, just on your whiteboard, uh, at the top of the board, just write down every revenue stream that you've got. And then under each of those revenue streams, write down the pain that that revenue stream resolves. Just write, just make lists. Mm. That, that whiteboard will then give you enough copy and enough blog titles and email subject titles and bullet points on websites and Facebook ads to last you a long time. When we start talking about people's wow. pain, and uh, you know, it's only when they understand what pain we resolve that our product ever becomes interesting. Wow, I'm gonna do that after we get off of here. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an easy exercise. I love it. Yeah, I mean, this is so good. There's so much good stuff here. I think number five was the one where you made a comment about people are not looking for a hero. They're, they're looking for a guide. You know, if you really think about it, uh, every human being wakes up self-identifying as the hero in a story. And, you know, they, they have things they're trying to get done. They're experiencing some frustrations. And so when we show up and we start talking about our brand or ourself or our 
vision or our goals or what we're trying to do or what makes us different, all those kinds of things, they intuitively hear us saying, hey, I'm a hero too. You're a hero and I'm a hero. And they think to themselves, that's really interesting. You know, I hope this person's story goes well and I, I wish them the best. But right now I wish they would get out of the way because I'm looking for a guide, right? I'm right. looking for someone who understands my story and is trying to help me rather than is living a story of their own. We don't need any more proof than even just presidential campaigns. You know, think about John McCain. He was a war hero, a decorated war hero who was shot down over Hanoi and captured and kept for three years. He didn't win the election. He won to somebody with limited military experience. Uh, Bob Dole was the same way. Uh, John Kerry on the Democratic side was the same way. Uh, and I think what happens is, of course, America loves heroes and we honor our heroes and we have a deep, heartfelt appreciation and admiration for hero. But there's something subconscious when it comes to voting for a leader, someone to guide us, that we don't look for a hero. We look for a guide. We look mm -hmm. for somebody who talks more about our story than their story, no matter how amazing their story actually is. And it's, it's, it's actually kind of a beautiful thing because people, they don't naturally want to talk about themselves very much when it comes to branding. They, they feel like they have to. And what I want to say to them is you don't have to. Just keep talking about your customer. Keep listening to their needs. Keep talking about their story. Enter into their story rather than uh, telling your own story. You know, there's a place to tell our story. The guide can tell their backstory as long as all they're sharing is empathy and authority. Like if you're sharing, you know, I used to struggle with, but then I discovered this and now I don't struggle with that. That's the only part of your story that actually matters to their story. So we recommend telling that part of your story, but everything else just doesn't matter. If your message doesn't come from one of those seven modules, it is absolutely noise and nobody is listening. Okay, I love it. Okay, so people might be wondering, okay, so if they're going to write a Facebook ad, maybe a longer copy ad, or if they're going to create a video or they're trying to revamp their, their say, their landing page. Let's take away the, the brand yeah. website for a minute. Let's say someone's thinking about a traffic campaign and they want to turn visitors into uh, not just leads, but but customers, right? This is why I talk about video a lot because it's it's about the long term, right? So, right. do they need to have all seven? Because somebody might be thinking, okay, I need to go to the show notes and I need to get all these and try to get all these into into one message. It sounds like to me that it depends on where they're at, but maybe if it's an ad, if you're if you're getting two of these in one, like you said, like empathy and authority, or if someone's wondering that, what, what's a good piece of advice for them and what kind of resources? Is there any images or anything like that that we can add to the show notes? And like I said, we'll give them the links yeah. to your free course too. Absolutely. There's a, a PDF that I've created called Your Brand is Not the Hero. And I, I, you get it just by texting. You can only get it by texting, but it's texting the word makeover to 72,000. It's makeover to 72,000. And I will send you, it will have this grid in it. But essentially what you want to do is you want to create a one page story brand for your, your product. Like, so if I'm creating a landing page, I want to define what my customer wants. I want to define their three levels of problem. I want to create an empathetic statement. I want to demonstrate why I'm competent to help them with their problem. I want a three-step plan that they can engage in order to solve this problem. I'm going to call them to action to download this lead generator or whatever. I want to define in short, uh, what failure I'm helping them uh, avoid. And then I want to paint a really beautiful vision for what their life could be like. Now, do you have to have all seven? You don't. Uh, I, I want everybody to think of these seven modules 
as something like chords on a guitar. So do you have to have all seven chords in your song? Absolutely not. You can use three or two or six of them. What I would say is if you add an eighth chord uh, that is not on this list, you, you're going to ruin the song. Uh, you're going you're gonna to lose people. Uh, these are the only seven chords. There are no more chords. <laughs> don't, you, don't use any more chords than these. These have been battle tested for 2,000 years. And if a screenwriter breaks the formula that has been proven, they lose millions of dollars at the box office. Uh, there are just rules that you can't break. And everybody probably listening to me is going, ah, oh, this doesn't sound like a, it's not giving me creative license or freedom. Uh, I want you to think of it not unlike music in the sense that if I were to play for you a recording of a dump truck backing up and birds chirping and children laughing, your brain would process that as noise. You would, you would hear it as noise and two weeks later you would never remember it. But if we took noise, which is just waves traveling through the air, rattling your inner eardrum, and we submitted that noise to rules and formulas, we could create music. And the brain processes music very differently. So if I played for you a Beatles song, which is, again, it's just noise submitted to rules, then your brain would remember that Beatles song possibly a week, two weeks, three weeks later. You might even be able to hum it back to me or even sing some of the very words that were in that song. That's the difference between noise and music. So when we're talking about filtering your marketing message, what this seven-part framework allows you to do is filter out the noise. There's nothing on that landing page that's going to be wasted space. You know, there's a guy named Kyle Schultz who came through our, our workshop, and Kyle is an amateur photographer, and he's a fireman. He lives in Illinois, and uh, he wanted to leave his firefighting job and just sell his online course. His, he's at Schultz photoschool.com. There's no uh, C in Schultz. It's just S-H-U-L-T-Z. And he put together this course and it's aimed at parents to help them take better pictures. And he launched it in a, in a launch like you guys teach. And he made $28,000, which is pretty awesome for a, for a firefighter, yeah. an amateur photographer. Go, go Kyle. Totally. But he, <laughs> he, he sensed there was better, right? And so he bought our online version of our course and he filtered his message, and he cut 90%, 90% of the text off of his website. Can you imagine? I mean, I actually went through his website recently, and I think he had about 250 words on the whole landing page. That's ridiculous. That's not very many words. And to the same email list that he had just sent it to, he sent a, another email sequence based on what we had taught him, and sent them back to that sales page where he'd cut 90% of the text out, and he had a $103,000 launch. It was the same list. It was the same product at the same price, and he hadn't burned his list at all. It's just that he had sent a message to that list that fewer people understood than he thought. They couldn't figure out why this would help them, why this would make them emotionally happy, why this would resolve some of their problems of a, of a camera they paid too much money for sitting in a junk drawer that they never used. When he started talking about their narrative as it relates to that camera and their desire to take pictures of their kids, he saw an enormous response. Today, Kyle launches that course, runs the course, and he's no longer a firefighter. He left his job as a firefighter, and he has a new full-time job where he works half the hours that he used to work and spends more time with his wife and kids. If we haven't clarified our message, we're not going to see people engage. We have to turn the noise, and most of the websites that I look at are noise. 
Uh, they're not music, they're noise. We have to turn that noise into music and people will finally start engaging. Yeah, 100% agree. We talk about this a lot. A lot of people want to, they want to hear the ninja tactics with targeting and bidding and optimization and all this stuff with like Facebook ads. And what we try to tell people is if you take, like we had, you know, Dollar Beard Club, Chris Stoikos on a, a few weeks back and they've got guys running their Facebook ads that are new at Facebook and they're, they're doing a lot of things wrong inside the ads manager. But I look at their account and because they tell such an amazing story in a different way, it's, it's right. pretty funny, but they have the lowest CPMs of any account in our business manager. And mm. it's all because they do such an amazing job of telling the story. If you get two or three of these seven elements in an ad on your page that you didn't have before, if you're running paid traffic, your ROI will immediately in some cases, double, triple. And then the other longer term effects of just being able to connect with people on a much deeper, more authentic, more emotional way is uh, is game changing, I think. So this is this is good yeah, stuff. So I believe it is. Yeah, no, appreciate it. All right, cool. So this has been awesome stuff. So if you head over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, okay, this is episode 64. Uh, we'll have the the outline. So we'll have the seven steps in the show notes. And also Donald is giving us a, a great graphic. It's a it's like a grid, right, of the seven steps. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you'll see it the way a, a screenwriter would lay it out with the ups and downs of a story. And it's a, it'll help you visually understand everything that we've just talked about. Love it, love it. All right, cool. And then is there any other, uh, I know you've got a free training, any other resources that you want to talk about where people can find you? You know, we just send people to five-minute marketing makeover. It's just three five-minute videos that helps them clarify their message in a super simple course. Perfect, perfect. Five-minute marketing makeover.com. Yeah, and they can they can spell it out or they can use the number. doesn't matter. It goes to the same place. Five-minute marketing makeover.com. Cool, cool. And I know Donald's got a great podcast as well called Story Brand. You can find that in iTunes. Yeah, this has been great. Great. Head to the show notes for all the, the seven steps to, to, to recap over those. This is one that I recommend, highly recommend listening to uh, multiple times and, and maybe once every month or two. So you want to come back and get this stuff as you get better and better at telling these stories. You want to go back and listen to the foundational concepts like this. And, and I highly recommend, you know, heading to one of his workshops. Thanks a lot, Donald, for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. All the best. Cool. And uh, we will talk to you on the next one. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Grant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.